0: Hello and welcome or welcome back to Complimentary Colors, a podcast about all things commercial interior design. I'm joined here today by not one, not two, but three stunningly <laughs> beautiful ladies. Uh, Kara Root. Hola. Our one and only Ashley Killian. Hello. And Melissa Pribble. Hello there. And again, I am Casey Key and We're so glad that you're joining us for a very fun topic today. We're breaking it down to two things. Mm. And they're things that we as designers struggle with, as well as rage against, as well as fully embrace. <laughs> <I'm> like the like, <laughs> same thing? Oh, same yeah. Thing. No, yeah. everything. We we love it. We hate it. It's a toxic relationship. With it's, one side, there's the
1: opposite. I know. <laughs> it's
0: the worst. And it is That's DIY, fad, phase, or lifestyle. Ooh. Oh, I know. So we're going to get started with a very spicy question. And Ashley, I'd like to start with you. Have you ever (laughs) DIY'd something? And what was your greatest success project, if you have?
2: I have DIY'd many things. (laughs) Um, To preface, I grew up, you know, with my parents um, owning rental property, watching them fix up things. And my mom, um, I got interior design because my mom decorated the house, like, yearly. She would paint every year or wallpaper every year. I mean, it was like... She wallpapered every year. Maybe not every year, but (gasps) close to often. That's awful. I'm so sorry. Continue those (laughs) 80s. (laughs) 80s baby. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I had a lot of DIY modeled for me Mm -hmm. growing up. So, um, but I would say my my best success story was there is a handle that broke off in our um, shower. And I was like, I don't want to pay it for a plumber. That's expensive. So I was like, I'm gonna YouTube this, and I I fixed it. Oh, I went oh, to the hardware yeah. store. I got the piece Snaps that we needed. Really <laughs> the hottest thing to walk into a hot <laughs> I'm sorry, that's not PC. But I just imagine you like doing plumbing, and I'm like, dude, that's so dope. Uh, that's <laughs> good for so that felt like an accomplishment because mm-hmm. I'm like, plumbing's like I don't know anything yeah. about plumbing, and I'm like, this I gotta take a shower and. T- tired of using the other one so i'm like I'm, I'm just gonna i'm gonna try this i'm gonna fix it and <laughs> it worked and so it wasn't a that's horror awesome. story oh. that's good kara what about you i mean i grew up in the woods right so <laughs> tree forts <laughs> <boards>. uh, <laughs> but
3: my dad was a carpenter so i oh. had like blocks of things and i had like mishapped projects that i could like muddle together but I would say the the start, and I just, I'm doing this for all the rural community members out there. Can we did get a word? Oh, yeah. Did you ever <laughs> just fight with your brother and sisters about who got to go to the dump with their father? <laughs> I can't I say did it. Not. the dump nope. in a rural area is also, like, the thrift shop. It's uh, good well. yeah. And, yeah, it mm-hmm. totally is. There's this section of, like, I feel too bad to throw this away. Someone might want this. Totally. And mm-hmm. it was, like whatever you could fit in the van That's well he was nice offloading to the try. trash yeah. we would like That's impressive oh man anyway so i've painted many old chairs there Very was like cool. a a rocker swing that was like on our porch forever that i painted a thousand colors oh. but um but i would say the biggest success would probably be either the sauna house mm-hmm. or our residence here in anchorage Can- we we self performed a yeah, lot yeah oh, wow. the sauna house we got a can you tell the, uh, our tell lovely somebody. audience about award your sauna, winning house? sauna house? It oh. is an award-winning sauna uh, house. Uh, it is a uh, 12 by 20 uh, little structure with a sauna, like a wood-burning sauna in the middle of it. And uh, we did have a contractor do the framing, but we did a lot of the finish work and the electrical and it you was stained each and every, <laughs> every piece of plywood. <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah, <laughs> I did many times. Um, so I would say that was a big success. It yeah. felt good. That's awesome. And Thank it's beautiful. Thank you. Melissa, what about you?
1: Um, well, I have to say that, uh, when I was really thinking about this question, it, it brought back the fact that I grew up with a father that, um, he worked on the North slope of Alaska. Mm. So he was in the oil field, for two weeks at a time and home for two weeks at a time. And when I was really young, it was one week on, one week off. So when my dad was home, kind of like Kara, you know, I got to fight to who, who gets to spend time with dad. Right. And dad was a creator of all wood things, similar mm. to Kara's dad. We have very awesome fathers. So he would be out there creating things. And um, in his creation, there was always the leftover cutoffs, mm-hmm. right? And the sawdust and all of these things. And so <laughs> I would take all the pieces that I knew he didn't want before they went into the trash and I would create little houses like I'd make a little town out of these um scrap pieces and all of the don't give a little kid wood glue let's just say (laughs) Elmer's glue is much better wood glue is not not a good idea um but it was interesting I remember making like this castle and even using sawdust to make the grass and everything like that so it was kind of funny how it started yeah it started
2: very young. Mm-hmm.
1: I was a tacky glue girl in not an Elmer's
0: glue. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> tacky glue. That was the superior to Elmer's glue.
2: Uh, Sticky tack. <laughs> so, on that subject,
0: what's a DIY fail? Oh, shit. I, like, we've all done it. We've all yes. messed something up. We've all, it's all ended more expensive than we thought it would. But uh, can we go backwards unless you give us a DIY fail? Yeah,
1: it's recent. Oh, no.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was going to be your guys' Christmas present. Not going to oh, lie. Oh, really? Yeah, so well, now
0: I'm, I'm sad. I know. <laughs> like it wasn't a feel, babe. I want it,
1: right? We'll take it. It was a lesson to be learned so you'll get a different version of it. So okay. I won't spoil the new version that i figured out, but okay. the old version, not so much. So I um for some reason have this problem with all of the different types of trash cans we have in our office. Our personal trash cans. Oh yeah. They're all different. They're Ideas. all look, they're just they're ugly, right? So I've taken a couple <laughs> and I've bought those like really cheap like two dollar right when like everybody's going back to college and all of the like oh, yeah. storage stuff is on sale mm-hmm. at Target. So the summer I bought some of these, I stole some of them and I bought a ton of different spray paints. And I was Love gonna it. make these really cool badass trash cans for everybody and I love that. yeah no i did not buy <laughs> one the right spray paint oh. two, the plastic it was just like okay i bought plastic kind but then it just it's did it flake off oh it did it flake off ever yes <laughs> bubbled up the plastic <laughs> yeah. like started to melt and i was yeah. like god oh, damn it so i figured out a better way mm-hmm. but that was a really recent fail where i was like I probably should have put a little more research mm. instead of being so excited that I was going to make something cool for the office. Make everyone jealous of your trash cans. I mean, <laughs> I hope that's still happening. It is, just in a different form. Oh I my like gosh, it. I'm so
3: excited. And Karen, that form is. is taking longer. Oh. <laughs> no. um, it was d- 2016 when this happened. No. Uh, <laughs> no, <rip>. no. <laughs> so painting, which both of them. Took in painting my house. Um, remember that coral paint? <laughs> the mint like, wall guys... stripe. Oh, I'm sorry. That was the first house, the townhouse, the house we currently live in. At one point, uh, my oldest daughter wanted this coral color in her be- bedroom, and then we had some leftover paint. So I thought it would be like a dope idea to like paint their vanity, and but I was too lazy to go through and like actually remove no. the factory finish. Oh, the prep so, work. Yes. Oh mm. yeah. So I just paint. This vanity in their bathroom, which is like probably the most hardly loved thing in a children's like life, you know, Mm -hmm. they've just, and so without (laughs) not wanting to like admit my failure, I think for like a year, I would go in there like on weekends and like touch up the paint. It just got ridiculous. And I was like, (laughs) fuck it. Fine. (laughs) uh, We're done. And And then like, you know, Anyway, we ended up ripping it out then like getting <laughs> something else because it was just this. So yes,
0: never remove the prep factory work. finish. Yeah. It's yes. not worth the lesson. Sand it. Sand everything until yeah. you think it shouldn't be sanded anymore, and then you then you sand
2: again. Yeah, <laughs> and then sand again. Yes. Ashley, what's a fail? Um, I ha- I have a it's not necessarily a fail. Well, it if you're trying to hang a. Um, some blinds with my husband. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that's a test <laughs> no. to your marriage right there. Maybe? Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's our first time really installing any kind of, like, blinds, so it's pretty simple, you would think, but you just kind of, you know, you got to screw in, you know, the top. Mm-hmm. And I think it was an up-down shade, too, so it had a little more to it. But um, he started to put it up, and it was, like, crooked and, was like, caused this big argument mm-hmm. and, you know, it's like, Right, mm-hmm. this is not fun. So I just I ended up just leaving it crooked because I <laughs> did not want to deal with I was do, do it. The wrap. You're like, do I fail? Was, hire I was a like, marriage oh, counselor the or do I leave, it leave it crooked? <laughs> 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 I left it crooked. It gosh. was a rental too, so oh, you well. know. You're gonna take it down <laughs> There's eventually. that. Yeah. There's oh that my too. gosh. Okay,
1: I, and Casey, I have to I have to ask you back the first question. Right. Yeah, what I was,
3: was your biggest success? Oh, we're getting to it. Okay. Getting to it.
1: I gotta know.
0: Before we continue, Ashley, you're like fading in and out. Can you just, okay. can you yeah. just pull the mic a little bit toward you? Because uh-huh. you're fading out in my ears and I'm okay. sure it's okay. Thank was, you. Anyway. No, no worries. It was like you, you're doing this. I'm like, just leave it there. Anyway. Yeah. I just sit still. Oh, you don't have to. It was, just, it was too far away from you. That's it. Okay. <clears throat> so we're getting to mine. So mine is both a um, success and a failure. <laughs> So my greatest success is my husband and I uh, bought a used camper and we poured time and money and love into this camper to like redo it, to make it something that everyone, if anyone has ever been in a camper, you all know what it feels like. It feels gross. Like you should be 75 years old, (laughs) that you should be retired and it should smell. And that's what every camper feels like. I don't even, mm -hmm. I don't care if it's a brand new one, fresh off the lot. They all suck. They're they're awful. No woman actually designed those. They're all designed by men. And so I go in there and I have all these great ideas in my brain. I'm like, this is going to be, like, beautiful and comfortable, and it's going to speak, you know, about us as a couple. And I'd say 75% of it does. And I'm very proud of it. And it was, like, very satisfying to turn something that felt like a 75-year-old woman who was living alone and had maybe a chihuahua <laughs> lived in to something that became beautiful and a space that we both love being in. However, my gr- like, yeah, how's the past few months been? It's been <laughs> fun. That's a different conversation. <laughs> oh, sorry. I live in a camper right now, but that's, <laughs> and they have been fabulous, the months, so, however— um, my greatest fail is the one thing I never did because mm. I was defeated before it started. Is in this camper, when you have a camper, it's all just like the same wallpaper. There's no like backsplash in the kitchen, and water gets everywhere and it's gross. And so my mind was like, I know exactly what I want in there. I'm going to put this backsplash in. I've never done grout before, but I've done my research. I know it has to be a silicone-based grout because of the flex and the move of the camper. It can't be, you know, has to be able to flex with it. Basically, you have to put it up with like a silicone, like adhesive first you don't Mm -hmm. actually put real grout and then you put Mm -hmm. like silicone grout on top of it sounds Mm. like you did your research i Mm -hmm. i did my research (laughs) i knew exactly what i wanted i knew the kind that i wanted i knew that it had to be uh small mosaics to be able to flex appropriately like i did my heckin research (laughs) y'all Heckin. Heckin, because Continue. we're a clean podcast. I was just okay. All right. <laughs> I was gonna make a joke about men's men and their love of wood earlier. So we we're <laughs> I can cons- <laughs> contain myself anyway. <clears throat> so I did my heckin research and I went to Lowe's to get all these things because I was like, it's gonna be cheap. I'm gonna make it work. And I went there and I'm staring at everything and like making sure that I I have the stuff that I picked out and I researched and an old man comes up and he looks me up and down. He's like, can I help you? I'm just like, oh no, like I I know what I'm doing. And I was literally watching a YouTube tutorial in the aisle to double check that I was going to make, get the exact right thing. And he judged me so hard that I just kind of, I, I gave up. I doubted myself. I doubted myself and was like, I guess I don't know because he... Like, I said, no, no, I think I know what I'm I'm getting. And he was like, okay, let me know when you have any issues. Oh,
1: the smirk look. And
0: I was like, this mofo (laughs) robbed me of my confidence and my research to even try, to even risk making a mistake. So we're saying there's no tile. There's There's no no tile. There's no tile in my, and it is still (laughs) blank on that wall to this day. And it irks me every day. And I think about this Ugly ass man every single day. <laughs> no we're attacking his aesthetics. This is deep. Just, I was very I was mad because he robbed me of my confidence. Yes, I get that. And so, all of this to say, we've each had our successes and our failures, and we felt empowered by DIY, and we've been furious with ourselves and frustrated at the system, whatever it is. And I wanted to. Add a little bit of research. While well, this is a, f- a fun topic, and really it's, it's so loosey-goosey that it's hard to back it up with research, I did find some very interesting statistics. You would find some. Yeah, I would I, find you small st- people now. I, I, I,
1: I believe in you. I let's would. hear them.
0: Well, these are statistics from 2023. And this was from um, a, the Ruby Home Luxury Real Estate. And it was a breakdown of the DIY statistics of 2023. 2020 to 2023, and said 75% of homeowners attempt some sort of DIY project. That's pretty significant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you, COVID. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That was a huge contributing factor Mm -hmm. to more people are trying it now because they had time. And they They want to
1: improve their home.
0: Yep. Home Mm -hmm. had to become... a safe place. Mm-hmm. 62% of Americans say a top reason for attempting a DIY project is to save money. Thank you, inflation. Mm-hmm. And we're all so <laughs> grateful. 80% of people attempting DIY projects make mistakes. And 45% of DIYers uh, report that they have completely butchered a DIY project. <laughs> it's called the idiot tax. <laughs> Which then you're like, is it really cheaper? No. Who knows? <laughs> 43% of DIYers use YouTube as a source of information.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: As I was standing in Lowe's mm-hmm, staring mm-hmm. at my YouTube Plumbing also video. Also Plumbing awesome video. Support. <laughs> I'm sorry
3: if you have to work on anything on your cars or anything. Oh, yeah. yes. mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, and
0: uh, home interior projects are the most popular, performed by 31% of homeowners. And American DIYers, specifically, uh, typically have spent 2000 to $5,000 on their largest DIY nice. projects.
1: That's a big chunk of money. Mm-hmm. It is, which
0: is a lot of faith mm-hmm. in yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. anything from interiors to, ex- to gardens to whatever it is. So mm-hmm. those are some very broad things. And as I'm sitting there reading st- these statistics, outside of like... Humans have always been DIYers. We've always been creators. That's yeah. unique to our species in a lot of ways. Uh, I was thought to myself, when did the first DIY concept even come across? And what was the first like how-to manual of like, you know, You keep it simple, stupid, like sort of manuals. (laughs) And it was actually in 1683. What? Of course, it's like some
2: crazy early number. I know.
0: (laughs) But what's funny, it was in the afterglow of the Renaissance. So the Renaissance man, uh, which we're going to define that first before we get into the actual like. What is the Renaissance man? The definition from the Bruce... Encyclopaedia Britannica. The Renaissance be man, I know.
1: <laughs> Garrett Burner. <laughs>
0: amen, amen, amen. A lovely architect from our firm. We for those who him. I know, he's a great guy. So, uh, Renaissance man for the average schmo is someone who can do a lot of different things. Maybe not well, but he can do a lot of things. Um, but from the Encyclopaedia Britannica, the Renaissance man is an ideal that developed in the Renaissance Italy from the notion expressed by one of the most accomplished representatives Leon Battista Alberti and a man who could do all things if he will is what he is quoted for saying it so the ideal embodied the basic tenets of the renaissance which was based off of humanism mm-hmm. meaning that men are created to be well men are able to do all things essentially um and it considered him the center of the universe. Limitless in his capacities for development and led to the notion that men should try to embrace all knowledge and develop their own capacities as fully as possible. So is that like the modern day jack of all trades? Yeah, that, that is exactly where it comes from. It is that jack of all trades is, comes from the Renaissance man. Nice. So this first DIY book uh, published by, let me make sure I get his name right, Joseph Maxim. In England, it was published in 1683, which um, the Renaissance was officially over per historians in 1650. So again, okay. in the afterglow, and he wrote <laughs> he wrote how to blacksmith, cast metal, draw, do joinery with wood, engrave. Print books, make maths, maps, and mathematical instruments.
3: Ooh, Like wow. sextants and whatnot. Nice. And it's like how to be a real man. Yeah. Was just like here. <laughs> and and he was like, here, if you want to be. I mean a that helpful. not in a sexual term. I mean that like man or woman, how to be a human. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was just it so was if you want to be a beneficial part of society. You better know how to do some welding. Oh, yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh yeah. Which is so funny to me. Um, The next DIY book that was most um, commonly circulated was by, I'm going to murder her name because she was Scottish, poor thing. Uh, Mary Gassoing, something we did good. <laughs> we'll just call Mary, good old Mary. <laughs> so, which she published a book in 1842, which Go is shocking. Mary,
3: I know, hmm. shocking that a woman wait, she was allowed to publish a book. I know right, hey, Jane Austen
0: was the first female
3: <laughs> author, and okay, she was in
0: right. 1810, 18 teens.
3: That's right, we mm-hmm. could write, we just couldn't own things exactly. Continue.
0: But she, uh, I love this quote from her, she said. Why should not our fair countrywoman participate in this amusement? Do they fear it's too masculine or laborious <laughs> for the female hand? If so, that anxiety is easily removed.
3: <laughs> I love Mary. Oh a, she, she's a gem. I love
0: her. So basically, <laughs> you're a gem. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> She empowered women to be able to do things like wood turning. She was an advocate for mm, women to use I lathes. Love a lathe. and, yeah, yeah it's dangerous exactly. too. It is. It mm-hmm. was a very. It was a it's very so
1: therapeutic. Trait. Yeah, it's okay. kind of like pottery on the other, we, you know. Like, yes, women know. were
0: supposed to be accomplished, but she was advocating for them to be accomplished in masculine arts, such as it. woodworking. So, again, a pioneer DIYer. Um, and the last DIY pioneer that I think we'll all probably roll our eyes at, but <laughs> I found it very amusing. It was the first, quote-unquote, HGTV special, which was in 1962,
1: I well, believe. Wait a minute. Do we have a guess on what this is? Are you ready? No, I, I just... I don't have a guest. Is Do it you? Extreme have Home Makeover? I mean, no,
0: it's not. No. That, <laughs> that it should be. It was actually a gentleman. And it was basically you, every single week, he would show you something different and DIY that he was doing in his flat, his, his uh, Victorian flat in the west side of London. No. And people across nations tuned in to see his name was uh, Barnell, Bar- Barney Bucknell. Excuse me. Barney? Okay. Barney I would Bucknell. tune in just because of that. Barney name. Bucknell. Barney Bucknell. <laughs> And he had the first DIY TV show. Okay. And uh, he's he, like the
3: Bob Ross. Of yeah. Our industry, <laughs> hey, Bob I was like, would he this do like home? just happy old little, old okay. Yeah. All right. Not the same. To Not die. the same hair. To but but we're going to be taking on this plumbing. I? I, <laughs> happy trees. <it> happy we <laughs> topped. Okay. But happy if tree. he was like happy tapestry. Sad clouds. <laughs> I
0: mean. Oh, yeah. Did he happy tapestry? You know, I've tried to watch one of his videos, but I wasn't able. It's like. uh, Well, it wasn't, it wouldn't let me, uh, too grainy for Uh, me, please. I am an old woman. (laughs) So I, uh, that was very amused by that. So that leads into our opinion that I want to get from all of you guys. Pinterest slash HGTV harmful
3: and unrealistic, or is it empowering and helpful? I think it's both. It's um, I hate it when I go neutral because all you guys are always so neutral. I'm like, no, black and white over here. Uh, no, but it is unrealistic. Mm-hmm. But because it's unrealistic, it gives people this beautiful false hope to actually start. And that's awesome. Yeah, like, confidence. They would not start and be empowered unless it was so unrealistic <laughs> that they were like, oh, that will change my life. And so I think it helps. Um, I do want to give a shout out to and it is actually an Instagram account but something renewed just something it, renewed something renewed just in like a period between those two something words. renewed um she's incredible mm. and so that is what I call like realistic and step by step and very helpful but even the ones where it's like we designed and built your whole house in twenty four mm-hmm. hours,
2: <laughs> unreal. Now Extreme we will move over. <laughs>
3: this huge van, and your sure whole dreams it was 24. have come true. Hours. <laughs> right, and you're just <laughs> like,
2: yo. Uh, uh,
3: but and this was only five thousand dollars. <laughs> <Yeah. Right. laughs> but again, it gives
1: people that hope to start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point. I, I also have to, because HGTV and Pinterest, you know, they they don't have the realistic uh, price tags. Mm -hmm. whether it's being done by professional or DIY um, there is um, (laughs) some sponsorship I would say yeah there's a lot of free stuff going on there (laughs) Um, but I have to say that the Instagram um, influencers that I follow too they're amazing at Mm -hmm. um, instilling confidence in women specifically to pick up that power tool And to Mm -hmm. not, you know, diminish their hopes by those that work at Home Depot. Um, To just go for it, you know. And that you're learning by experimenting and you're learning by almost making mistakes so that you know how to do it better. Mm -hmm. So it's not, it's more realistic of like, hey let me tell you what I did wrong first <laughs> and then show you what I did right. Yep. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So I think that the confidence of those influencers to be able to share what happened that was wrong is so awesome of them to be just realistic Absolutely. and be like, Hey, this is, this is, this is real life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ashley, what about
2: you? Everybody kind of took. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think, you know, HDTV, my mom loved it, you know, <laughs> grew up on it. on all it. the it's, time. I We're in
0: her wallpaper. Yeah, yeah right.
2: <laughs> um, I think it's good, again, to get that initial idea. It's uh, cool to see the before and after. That's mm-hmm. fun. But, you again, you don't get the realistic timeline. You don't get the realistic budget. Um, you know, all the fails that happen along the mm-hmm. way. So there's so much that's missing, and they produce these. Beautiful renderings, and it's like you
0: know you're like you didn't stupid? make that, yeah. Joanna. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is easy. Let me Tell just me show me you. This, this is your really Curious. <laughs> <laughs> I do like
1: the one lady on HTV that um, does watercolor. She paints the facade oh. of the this is oh, this oh old, man, this it's old been, town. It's been a minute. Then it's, it's cute. I don't even know she, she just it. yeah, she paints the facade That's of watercolor. Mm-hmm. This
0: is what your house could look like. Yeah, but again,
1: you're like, how long did that take you? <laughs> right
2: yeah it's it's True edited mm-hmm. it's very edited process mm-hmm. so sure. there's that um it's entertainment it is yeah <laughs> that's right uh competent and I don't feel like they go in the detail of explaining like you know our profession mm-hmm. interior designers we have go we go through schooling we go through you know code studies and certifications and there I think that's very, highly discounted on HGTV you don't get that um even with the DIYers I um first learned about like the Instagram DIYers through my husband's cousin's wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's actually a DIYer and I was started following her. I'm like, Oh, she makes really cool videos. Mm-hmm. Like, like Melissa said, it's awesome to see the process, the empowerment, um, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. just, you know, circling back on what you said. Uh, I agree with all that. It's, it's like, okay, you know what? I want to get a circular saw and start, you know, <laughs> cutting <laughs> yeah. my own wood. I, I did, I did learn that in like, um, fundamentals we mm-hmm. had to do the woodworking but it's like I've forgotten all that but just had that reminder of that mm-hmm. empowerment that mm-hmm. we can do this too and then again showing that process the start to finish okay well this didn't go how I thought it was mm-hmm. going to go and I had to go back and do this step and you know a quick documentation of all that is kind of cool to see like this is what's realistic yeah. yeah
0: absolutely which leads into kind of our we've touched on cost we've just touched on like are you learning a new skill and I'm going to Ask you guys a quick question about like, is it really cheaper, but I'm going to preface it (laughs) with a hilarious quote that I couldn't like, I just had to share. And it's from an article by Lauren Torres and her she has a blog called Bitches Get Riches, <laughs> which,
3: <laughs> which made oh, me I laugh. Need to follow oh, this one. name.
0: I know. And so she wrote an article about the five lies of DIYing and that she's seriously stick, sick of hearing. And in quotation marks, she says, These cute napkins only cost two dollars to make. I just ran them through on my 200 dollars sewing machine <laughs> so easy. The tools you have. Exactly. Hi. And so it was one of those things I'm like you have this disillusionment when you realize right. that you don't own a circular saw, you don't have a jigsaw, you don't have a sewing machine, you, you don't, don't have a, the
3: space to set up a woodshop, <laughs> you the don't space, have the funds yeah.
0: to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that that's one thing. That like, what do you think is the greatest impediment to DIYing? It's the cost. It's the setup. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the
1: tools.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like any hobby. Oh yeah, hobbies are expensive. Yeah, but you could have DIY as a hobby. Absolutely. Right? So mm-hmm. I have to like looking at my husband. He's a really his one of his hobbies woodworking, mm-hmm. right? So I get to benefit from that tool set literally, awesome. absolutely, um, to do some of the DIY that I mm-hmm. I re- repurpose things. So it's like, oh, husband's out of town. I want to organize my art room. I can cut these shelves and hang them myself. Absolutely, because there's tools in the garage mm-hmm. that I can do that with. So I'm I'm lucky that I get to benefit from someone else's hobby. But yeah. Starting a project, uh, even with empowerments like, oh, a circular saw, mm-hmm. that, costs, that costs a pretty penny. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So
0: with that, I would say there's a duality with DIYing and finding out when it's worth it. Obviously, cost and time. I know that most people in our country either have a job or have children, or if not both of those things. And so who really has time for it? So I think that you kind of have to, like, gauge what is worth it to you. And I think that's a huge balance. It takes people time to learn. And sometimes not until the middle of a project, Kara, when you were talking about your, <laughs> your I know, daughter's I dresser.
3: Thinking, <laughs> right. But then I was just thinking, like, the kids, and I'm shocked they have memory this young. They remember when we were wiring the electrical in the sauna house mm-hmm. because I just set them loose, like, <laughs> With, you gave them free reign? We, well, no. They were just walking around and I was like, see all this sawdust? I'm like, put it in this pan in this bag. And they just, they were like, remember, we work. were the first ones to clean the sauna house. Aww. And like, they have these like weird memories. And so, I guess I would say, like, depending on your comfort level for how much you involve your children, mm-hmm. you know, like, it was around, you know, woodshop yeah. growing up. Like, yeah. I knew not to stick my hand in the plane. You learn like, the safety. Right. But... You know, I would just say you can you can do both if you're willing to like skirt a line of safety. <laughs> That's not good advice. I mean, but there's Sorry. you
0: you glean so much emotional like <laughs> memories from that. So that right. was the payoff of sitting for hours on end doing your own wiring. Um, we are kind of running out of time. I don't want to take everyone's day. However, we do have our second part of our topic, and I just want to lightly touch on this. And this is something that we'll parse through in other um, episodes and whatnot, but topic two is kind of covering where these DIY desires might come from. And that's kind of finding maybe the impossible piece that you can never find that's quite you or making a dream design become cost-effective. However, um, the question I have for you is how do we develop Find or cultivate a personal style enough to know when DIYing is worth it. And so the final topic in a nutshell is exploring your own design. How would you get into it? So when did you feel like, (laughs) Melissa, you had a style in your home or life. And can you personally tell when you feel like something is you, what does that feel like?
1: Um, It feels like a cozy hug. Mm. You know, if I know that fits, it's just warm and it's inviting. Um, That doesn't mean that my style is a cozy hug, Mm -hmm. but it just, that's how it reminds me of like, oh, that's going to fit perfectly somewhere. I'm going to make this work. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's also kind of um, a blend between who I was as a single individual and who I am now as a married couple, mm-hmm. and trying to figure out where my—I'll even call it my brand—from <laughs> mm-hmm. being a homeowner as a single woman to now married mm-hmm. um, and having a, a co-brand with somebody else, and figuring out what um, together would make us feel like it's a hug for both of us. Mm-hmm. I think that was like mm-hmm. the biggest challenge um, that I had blending two <laughs> two styles that um we're kind of quite different <laughs> not gonna lie <laughs> but it that's happens. my job right that's yep. what i'm that's that's mm-hmm. every challenge couple. accepted but um yeah i think that we've done a really good job blending blending what we like to do and you know we've done a lot of DIYs from shelving mm-hmm. simple shelving to headboards to nightstands to tv stands to desks my husband's definitely jack of all traits.
0: A renaissance man, if you're a renaissance
1: man. Ashley, what about you?
2: Um, question.
0: Uh, the how, <laughs> how when, when did you feel like you had a style oh, right, in your style. home or life? And then how How do you define that? How do you know when that is yours? Like, what does that feel like?
2: Um. Well, again, going back to my mother growing up, she was just always, you know, cultivated that kind of self-expression within decorations mm-hmm. of the house. Um, you know, she. I had this bedspread in, like, elementary school, middle school that was, like, Waverly, like, expensive fabric, all custom, and the drapery, Bougie. And, yeah, mm, bougie. super bougie because of mom. But, you know, I look back, and like, oh, it's so floral. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, just kind of finding that, like, what do I like? What do I enjoy? Mm-hmm. And, well, uh, see, you brought up a great point of now go- coming from that. Well, seeing my mom do what she wanted, my dad really didn't ever have any input. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, So I'm like, okay, now I'm trying to, you know, co-create, co-create, that's a great word, Mm. Um, and and kind of make this, you know, a space that everybody can enjoy, not just me, but I I am also the one who has a lot of background in this. Isn't that so hard? Yeah.
1: I mean, it's like, I know you're the professional in this segment, and I'm the professional in this segment.
2: Right. But you want to take into account the feelings and Mm -hmm. the, you know, the the personalities and the Mm -hmm. preferences in, in your home, so... Kara, what about you? I'm curious. Um, you
3: agree, are you though? I feel I'm like everyone curious. here knows. Like, no, I want to know. When I'm the minimalist. I'm like the redactor of redactors. But when did you feel like you have first had a style? Was it when you were five
0: year olds and like I want nothing to do with anything but this stick? Like, <laughs> like I
3: want to know. Because <laughs> I've I also seen much...
1: your evolution of the mint stripe,
3: totally, and mm-hmm. your in your ombre. Well, I mean, what in my wall? life isn't like an emotional response? I know, to where and I loved so, it. But Pins, that's the style. The, the mint stripe with the, the, the like stripe. <laughs> <the>, my dad's <laughs> <was> like, ladder. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, all that to say, I would say now though, um, mm-hmm. I would say <laughs> that now in retrospect, it was always like redaction mm-hmm. and minimalism to just those few things that either reminded me of travel or reminded me of something that was like a core value. Mm-hmm. Um
0: and was that it, early or was that? Oh yeah, that's that.
3: always that's always been the case. Um and I think it's because I had people in my life I looked up to that were that mm. way. Like, I had an aunt that, like, only ever had five shirts and five pairs of pants. Yeah. And she got True one, she got rid of it, you know? Wow. And so I was just like, what? You know? So I think that's always kind of been mm. in the, like, back of my mind. Like, not to find comfort in excess, mm. but to, like, just have enough. Um, but then it's like looking around my house when I saw you know, your question today, I was like, I also have like this like dash of like naturalism and Mm. bohemian, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. I might not have a lot of things, but the things I have, like, you know, I just saw these sandstone rocks from like Zion or like, so I'll have like, it's the most random thing, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's like the one thing. Yeah. So.
0: All right. So we're going to wrap up with a universal question because I always have to ask like if you just kind of put something out to the universe and it would just be known or accepted or whatever so we have to finish with that so based off of this each one of you has found your own personal style in different ways and you found when it matters to you to DIY whether it be emotional whether it be cost effective whether it be to blend your households um so the question is what is one piece of advice that you would give to someone who's on the cusp of discovering their hidden style or who wants to try their first DIY project? Ashley, you want to go first?
2: Yeah, I would say get familiar with failure. Ooh. <laughs> and multiple. And trips. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. for joining us. <laughs> You're going to Lowe's every hour. Uh, that was my other thing, is you will visit the hardware store multiple times mm-hmm. in a day. <laughs> Not just a weekend. A day. In a day. Uh,
3: There's knowledge in play. Mm -hmm. You know? And I think uh, it's the best self-discovery, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So, you know, carpe diem. Yeah, that's a good one.
0: Seize the day, DIYers. (laughs) Seize the day. What about you, Melissa?
3: I'd say
1: to make your own trend. I know that there's a lot of trends out there, like the whole gray wash everything 2020. Um, (laughs) And to just... Do what feels good to you that's not necessarily blasted over social media or Pinterest mm-hmm. or HGTV. There is a reason why you're drawn to something individually. So find that and do not be afraid to run with it.
0: Mm. I don't think I can top
1: any of those. Those are all beautiful ladies I appreciate. how about you renovate a camper and live in it for a year
3: i mean you oh, that's you guys challenge. coming to Ooh, a town near you
1: with yes casey and her camper <laughs> yeah
0: exploring design with
1: four fur babies i do
0: the two cats yes. and the two mm-hmm. dogs that's a lot to accommodate when you're in a camper so finding a secret like kitty litter department exactly because like, uh, you don't creative. want you don't want your kitty litter to be out in the middle of the camper you don't want to smell that so it's like tucked away so yeah, nice. that was fun See? yeah anyway but there's a
1: solution to everything mm-hmm. but
0: there always is whether it be DIY or purchased or professionals advice um, I think you have to find what suits you what works for your needs and your budget and ladies I appreciate your vulnerability and sharing some of your failures <laughs> as well as uh, some of your style points and we look forward to you all joining us next time on uh, complimentary colors and
1: so on thanks Casey thank Bye. you Complimentary Colors is a production of MCG Explore Design, an architecture and interior design firm located in beautiful Anchorage, Alaska. If you'd like to hear more future episodes, be sure to subscribe to Complimentary Colors wherever you find podcasts.